stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Right, good morning. Welcome aboard along the Chorus Radio Network. Rob Breckenridge uh, with you on this Thursday morning, this budget day. A lot of ground to cover on the program today. Around 3.15 this afternoon, by the way, is when that uh, provincial budget is going to come down. Uh, we are going to be speaking tomorrow morning with Finance Minister Travis Taves, among others, uh, to break down what's in the budget. But uh, you'll uh, find out for sure at 3.15 or so uh, this afternoon. So we'll, we'll have an opportunity today, I think, to talk a bit about uh, that budget, what you're looking for, what you're hoping to see or hoping not to see. So we'll uh, have some time for that conversation. We're certainly going to talk vaccines this morning. Uh, yesterday, the portal was opened for those 75 and older to book a vaccine appointment. Now, according to Alberta Health, over 70,000 individuals have done so. In fact, 2,000 uh, got their first dose yesterday. So on the surface, that, that sounds okay. But of course, there were uh, a lot of problems with the uh, rollout yesterday and a lot of individuals having difficulty getting through the website, getting through at 811, and uh, a lot of frustration resulting from that. So we'll talk a bit more about what exactly happened. Have they figured out the problem? Uh, Certainly things are a little different on the website this morning. So we'll uh, we'll get into that coming up uh, today. We're going to talk more about the impact uh, of vaccinations. And uh, already, now, and look, Alberta's uh, focus initially was on long-term care settings. And at least within those settings, we're starting to see some payoffs. The numbers are looking pretty good in terms of cases and outbreaks, et cetera. Maybe we're even to the point where we can start having a conversation about easing some of the restrictions that are in place in long-term care. Because, yes, as much as we've tried to protect those settings, those restrictions have resulted in in a lot of isolation for residents. So if we've got them protected, can we start to to rethink that approach? So we'll talk about that coming up after 10 o'clock. Later on today, uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, federal travel restrictions uh, that are in place and the uh, requirement that those returning go to a hotel. So what does this mean for the hotels themselves? Which hotels are a part of this? Is this something they wanted to be a part of? I mean, business is business, I guess. But there are all kinds of uh, logistical issues in in offering this kind of a service. So we'll talk about that later on this afternoon. Also, the court fight around Bill C-69, the federal legislation that created the new Impact Assessment Act. Now, a lot of folks in Alberta, including those in in government in Alberta, not big fans of that legislation. So I think reasonable people can disagree over whether it's a good policy or not. But on the question of whether it is constitutional or not, that's something that uh, the Alberta Court of Appeal is being asked. And we're going to hear from a a law professor who has uh, presented some arguments in this case. And we'll look at where there are legal arguments here. Not the policy arguments, but the legal arguments. Does Bill C-69, this legislation, intrude on provincial jurisdiction with regards to natural resources or the environment? Certainly the feds have some say in those matters, but where's the line? So we'll get to that coming up uh, later on today. A bunch of other stuff we'll get to along the way. Your calls as well. 
uh, in Calgary, 403-974-8255. In Edmonton, 780-496-0063. Let me play, first of all, uh, a couple of clips from uh, Alberta Health Minister Tyler Shandro from yesterday afternoon. Now, they held a press conference to update Alberta's vaccination plans. We're going to be involving pharmacies, which I think makes a lot of sense. But let me start with clip number one here. And uh, the health minister was uh, asked about some of the problems that the AHS uh, booking system was uh, dealing with yesterday, as there was a real rush for, for folks, 75 and up, to get in, get those appointments booked, people running into problems. So clip number one here, health minister Tyler Shandro uh, talking about these problems. So to everybody who was disappointed this morning, I want to say um, that I'm with you. Uh, AHS is uh, fixing the problems with the booking system as fast as they can, and they'll catch up quickly. The system can now handle about 5,000 bookings per hour. Uh, AHS has added network capacity. They've added staff to HealthLink. They are working directly with TELUS to make sure that any intermittent busy signal uh, some TELUS subscribers were, uh, were dealing with this morning is no longer a problem. And these shots are, are going to take a few weeks. Uh, we won't get uh, to everybody right on the, the very first day, but we will get to all of you. And so I want to emphasize the shots are happening. The delays in getting through to the, the booking system will not slow down the actual vaccinations. They are going ahead as planned. And uh, as I said, uh, last time I, I spoke to, uh, to AHS, um, 25,000 eligible seniors had successfully booked appointments. And the first shots booked this morning, as I said, are getting done this afternoon. So that was uh, the health minister yesterday afternoon. Uh, the latest numbers we got this morning from Alberta Health Services, more than 72,000 Albertans have made appointments. They also say the online booking tool has stabilized since launch on Wednesday morning. We very much appreciate everyone's patience and we understand the frustration. So the, the numbers are picking up. And as the health minister said, you know, the first shots, we even had some appointments yesterday afternoon, about 2,000 or so. So that's encouraging. You know, I think in the grand scheme of things, those, those numbers aren't bad. And it's also worth noting that Alberta's a little bit ahead of the other provinces in getting these kinds of appointments booked. Ontario's not going to start uh, taking appointments until March 15th. And even then, they're starting with uh, an even older age category for those initial appointments. So, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, you, you can look at it in that sense, a glass half full kind of perspective. right? On the other hand, though, I think the concern here is what are we going to do when the, the next stage of the rollout is even bigger? And, and the next one after that is even bigger. Does that mean that the problems are going to be even bigger? Or are we learning some lessons here on how to deal with this? Right? So th that's where there's some fair criticism here. The Alberta government chose that date, that time, that process very deliberately. We know how many Albertans age 75 and older there are. So we knew when we were opening this up, we knew what kind of demand to expect, and yet we still weren't ready. So that, that's my concern is, well, if we misjudge that, what does that foretell in, in the, um, the next phases of all of this? So hopefully some lessons learned here. And like I say, it sounds as though they've, they've dealt with some of these issues and some changes were made to the website. 
And we'll get to that uh, in a bit here as well. Let me just uh, play one more from uh, from the health minister, uh, because as I mentioned, and, and look, credit where credit is due. I think, you know, when, when getting the vaccine out to people, we got to find uh, creative ways uh, of being efficient with this. And so enlisting pharmacies makes a lot of sense. And that was part of the announcement yesterday from, from the health minister. Uh, so I want to play uh, clip number two. So this is the health minister talking about the vaccine, the pharmacy plan and how the uh, the rollout is going to expand as the supply continues to increase. This is clip number two. As soon as we have the supply and the processes in place, we plan to expand the pharmacy program to help us get doses in the arms of every Albertan who wants to get vaccinated when they are eligible. And as more vaccine arrives, participating pharmacies and many other communities will begin to offer the vaccine as well. We are ready and we are able to keep expanding our approach. And with the support of the Alberta Medical Association, the the AMA, we're working on plans to expand the rollout to community physicians as well. And we're also working on um, plans to uh, to develop large fast flow immunization clinics, as I've uh, referred to them in the past, rapid flow through clinics that can be stood up at later stages. The only limit that we have is the number of vaccines available to us. And that number, and as that number expands, our approach will keep pace. Voice in on the conversation. Because for a lot of people yesterday, they they very quickly learned how to be almost like coders. There was a very specific kind of website issue, and there was a workaround for it. So it wasn't just about knowing what website to go to, knowing how to take the various steps. For some people, uh, they had success when they did a little bit of uh, copy and pasting, a little bit of coding. So there was a workaround that helped a lot of people, but it's um, a little disconcerting that there was that kind of a glitch in, in a website like this. And I mean, you don't want these, these websites to be vulnerable in that sense to, to any kind of troublemakers. But uh, for folks who were trying to get through and, and get an appointment book, this turned out to be a, a very helpful little tip yesterday. Uh, as our next guest described it, it's a bit of a, a story of how a poorly planned rollout of a vaccine signup can get in the way of people getting the vaccine. And an instance maybe of uh, citizens coming to the rescue here for folks who were having a tough time. So joining us uh, to talk more about uh, this side of the story, very pleased to welcome to the program this morning, uh, Corey Matthewson is a research scientist with DeepMind, a lab scientist with Creative Destruction Lab, and sort of found himself in uh, the middle of all of this yesterday. I don't think he anticipated uh, it uh, unfolding that way for him yesterday. Corey Matthewson, uh, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, chatting about it. I absolutely did not expect uh, this to roll out in this way. Yeah, the last 24 hours for you, I suspect, unfolded a lot differently than than you expected when you woke up yesterday morning. That's true. Um, (laughs) Yesterday was supposed to be a day off. And, uh, you know, the the morning was pretty relaxed and then the afternoon really, really took off um, after after booking, you know, both grandparents and then sort of helping the rest of the grandparents of Alberta get booked. 
Well, I, and I guess you knew you'd be helping your own grandparents. You didn't know you'd be helping other grandparents, but uh, you were like a lot of folks I imagined yesterday, say, okay, today's the day, and people have parents and grandparents, you know, eager to, to help them navigate uh, the, these websites. So that, that's basically what you were doing yesterday morning then. I, that's exactly right. Yeah, we had sort of planned. I have an older brother and a younger brother, and we sort of planned that the older brother would do the booking, uh, but everyone would be kind of on call to do, you know, the mm-hmm. scheduling and making sure all the communication was happen- happening all right. And then, sure enough, one grandparent gets booked, the ma- uh, grandmother gets booked, and then the grandfather booking system kind of slows down. So we go in, try to diagnose it, debug it, and, uh, you know, it was a bit of a a sticky kind of quicksand part of the form submission that happened. So we start diagnosing, debugging, and came up with a fix pretty quickly. And then it was a question of, okay, you know, call everyone you know who's got a parent, grandparent trying to book, see if this fix works for them. Sure enough, it does. And then we wrote it up as a bit of a Twitter story. And at that point, it really took off. And it was just amazing to see how many people it was working for so quickly. Well, that was, you know, the, the encouraging thing about it, right, to see all, all these responses that I tried it and it worked and we finally got through and I'm so happy we got an appointment booked for, for dad or for grandma. Uh, so that was pretty neat to see. So let's talk about what the issue was. My understanding is this was the part of the website where you were asked to enter a postal code, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So the first thing that happened on the vaccine uh, booking system sign up was you enter a postal code, which is then supposed to match you as best as I understand it with the closest vaccine center. So it was sort of doing a geographic mapping and saying, okay, if this is your address, then what's the address of the closest center where you can Mm -hmm. book an appointment? And that is, you know, it's a a function that has to be called that sort of says, you know, what's the distance to all the different ones and then what's the closest one? But Mm -hmm. that function was taking too long and it was actually doing something in computer science we call timing out. And that means that there was no response coming on the form. So there was no error. There was no uh, success. It was just timing out. And so there were actually, you know, a few different ways that we came uh, up with as three brothers to kind of fix it. One of them was extending the length of time that it would wait. And that was working. And then we were thinking, no, it's got to be easier because if we're going to get other people to do it, it's got to be as easy as possible. So one way we did it is just sort of said, okay, assume that the person can, you know, choose what the closest place is. All they have to do then is get past that kind of long waiting timeout. And to do that, we just showed the rest of the form. We just added a little bit of code and, and showed the rest of the form. And then that, that worked, you know, really easily. And it was a bit subversive, but, you know, all of that information, all that detail was, was there. People still had to enter all of their information just as they did before, right. and we didn't, like, modify the functionality of any of the, the website or anything. Right. You're not, you're not hacking the website or creating a shortcut for people. It was just uh, it was helping people get past a, a point that, that under normal, normal circumstances would have been functioning properly, and that's, that's what would have happened. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's like things are moving fast, you know, as slow as things are moving, they are moving relatively quickly, and there's going to be growing pains and kind of bumps along the way. And this was just a matter of, you know, there was some congestion, a little clog here, and we sort of said, yep, you could just kind of go around this way and then still make it to your destination relatively quickly. And the amount of time, collective, this is what I'd like to do, calculate the amount of time collectively that everyone saved from all these messages that I'm getting on Twitter and email, people saying, you know, I was on for two hours, I was on for three hours, then I did this. 
you know, to think that we yeah. saved all this time for people is is pretty amazing. Well, yeah, I mean that that's that's good that it happened in that sense, but it's unfortunate this problem existed in the first place. So, based on your own observations, does this seem like just a you know kind of an innocent mistake, an oversight, or did it speak to some some more fundamental flaws in putting all of this together? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, the government is working as hard as they can to make this work. AHS is working real hard to get everybody booked. I'm sure. In, in this situation, it was. You know, I I have some skills that can help to divert traffic around this particular hangup, which may have been caused for any number of reasons. It could have been something like, you know, too many people tried to sign up on the form, not in an hour, not in a minute, but in the same second or something that then the system wasn't ready for. And as a software developer, you can test, but you can only test so much, you know. You have to deploy it out there and you have to start getting people interacting with it. And it's an iterative process. So you kind of make the software as good as you can, release it, and then get some feedback, get some interaction. And this was, you know, a step along the way uh, to improving it. What's interesting is they've removed now the part where you went to a, uh, enter a postal code, and, and now you're essentially put into a queue, and you're told how many others are, are ahead of you in the queue. Alberta Health Services says the change has nothing to do with the workaround mentioned on Twitter, re- referring to your work. So, I mean, look, obviously you booked your grandparents. There's no need for you to go back into the website, but w- what are you hearing about the change? Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard that. Um, I've also continued to get messages on Twitter, people saying that, uh, you know, thank you. I was able to book these, these grandparents. I don't know when they're doing those bookings, but, you know, knowing that there is a system in place that is helping relieve some of the pressure on the system. That's great. That's what this was all about. And, uh, you know, we made it work yesterday. We made it work better than it was working yesterday. And that helped get like more than 70,000 people booked through the system. So I, I hope that they're continuing to improve the system. That's like software's continual iteration and improvement. And if we're going to get all of Alberta you know, booked in and vaccinated, well, that's going to take a, a good amount of iteration and a good amount of scaling and a lot of effort from a lot of different people. All right. Well, if people want to find uh, what it was you shared yesterday, it's uh, on your Twitter page. It's, it's in fact, the pinned tweet, so it's right at the top. You're on Twitter at Corey Math. That's Corey with a K. Corey Math, all one word. Corey, thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. That is uh, computer scientist, uh, research scientist, University of Alberta graduate, Corey Mathewson, and his experience uh, yesterday in uh, what started off as helping grandma and grandpa get an appointment booked and turned out... He ended up helping a whole lot of other people, not not hacking the website or anything, but just uh, one little coding tweak that would fix this problem that existed at that point of the the booking process, where you went to a, enter a postal code and then you kind of end up hitting sort of a, a virtual brick wall of sorts. So it was a way to get around that, or to at least fix that problem for folks. And judging by the the replies, it really worked for a lot of people. Okay, we got to take a break here. Plenty more still to get to. Rob Breckenridge with you on the Chorus Radio Network. Well, if you text here, look, opinion is definitely divided on this. And, and there are some people who are really upset 
at uh, what happened here and, and others who are upset that it's a, a story at all. Uh, you know, Rick Bell, uh, the columnist uh, with the uh, Sun newspapers, who's maybe a little bit of a, a barometer on, on how folks are feeling about this, because he's certainly uh, quick to defend the government in some circumstances, but will call them out when he thinks it's warranted. Uh, the headline in his piece today, Alberta's shoddy shot rollout, a vaccine gong show. A couple of texts here. This one says, shame on Tyler Shandro. Other one says, well, now you can get in and get a first appointment, but no second appointments are available. On the other hand, though, this text uh, says, Rob, I'm disgusted at the anger and disappointment people are displaying over the vaccine booking systems. Give your heads a shake. Did you honestly think there would be no hiccups? This is a massive undertaking and everyone is doing their best. Maybe these negative Nellies think they could do better. So, sure, fair enough. Not everything's going to unfold perfectly. But at what point are governments ever responsible then when things don't? Where does benefit of the doubt end and accountability begins? Now, maybe your answer is going to depend in part on your own partisan affiliations and you know, how you feel about uh, whether it's the provincial UCP government, the federal liberal government. But sure, I, I think people understand that at some level. This is a mammoth undertaking, and it's not all going to unfold smoothly and perfectly. It seems that there were some flaws in the design of this website and flaws that prevented people from being able to make an appointment in the first place. That's not good. Again, we knew the date, we knew the time, we knew how many people were going to be eligible. That was all by design. So the Alberta government knew when they wanted to launch this, how many individuals were going to be uh, eligible to make an appointment. Uh, they chose all of that, presumably because they felt they could deal with it. It turned out maybe they weren't. So I think it's fair to point that out as well. But we'll continue this conversation. We're going to talk more about the impact of the vaccinations we've already administered. And when we come back, Rob Breckenridge with you on the Chorus Radio Network. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary. 911.